0: <clears throat> this is April 28th, 2019, and uh, for Tasha today, I'm going to uh, talk about conspiracy theories. The, uh, whole, the whole thing about conspiracy theories goes way, way back, as we'll hear in one of these articles I'll be reading from, but I'm going to start with a recent one from the New Yorker, uh, this is uh, April 22nd, 2019. And it's called That's What You Think. And uh, the subtitle is the Appetite for Conspiracy Theories Really New? And it's by uh, Elizabeth Colbert. not to be confused with Colbert. Um, and uh, she's a pretty frequent writer uh, for uh, The New Yorker. And she starts off by describing this uh, Pizzagate thing that happened. Uh, I'll just read from it. Uh, on the morning of uh, December 4th, 2016, Edgar Madison Welch, a warehouse worker and a father of two from Salisbury, North Carolina, told his family that he had a few things to do. He loaded an AR-15, a thirty eight caliber revolver, and a folding knife into his car and had headed for Washington, D.C., Welch's intention, he later told police, was to self-investigate a plot featuring, in no particular order, Hillary Clinton, sex trafficking, satanic rituals, and pizza. (laughs) At around 3 p.m., he arrived at Comet Ping Pong, a restaurant in Chevy Chase, where he believed children were being held in a network of tunnels. He made his way to the kitchen, shot open a locked door, and discovered cooking utensils. In an interview from jail a few days later, he acknowledged to the New York Times the intel on this wasn't
1: 100%.
0: He'd found no captive children in the restaurant's basement. In fact, as many accounts of the incident noted, Comet Ping Pong doesn't even have a basement. Now This is where it gets interesting. Far from being dissuaded by the new intel, believers in what had become known as Pizzagate dug in. It seems that Welch, as a younger man, had dabbled in acting, and uh, they believed, the believers believed that his raid on the restaurant had been staged. That that the plotters had gone to such lengths to cover their tracks showed just how much evil there was to hide. And uh, one uh, contributor to one of these websites says, this shit runs very deep. All the while, and this is where it's no longer funny, all the while the restaurant's owner was receiving death threats. Some 10 months after the incident at Comet Ping Pong, a prediction surfaced on the web that Clinton would soon be arrested expect massive riots organized in defiance an anonymous poster Q warned on the message board forchan 4chan other prophecies followed Clinton's campaign manager John Podesta would soon be would also be arrested members of the media would be quote jailed as deep cover agents there would be a Twitter blackout, heralding a government purge. And then, again, still more interesting, as Q's prophecies failed, more converts were won over. So, as usual in uh, newspaper and magazine articles, uh, uh, she starts with the particular and then goes from there to more general themes around conspiracy theories. Uh, another guy who uh, uh, he put a home-built armored truck on a bridge in Colorado and blocked traffic for almost 90 minutes and he wrote a letter following his arrest he wrote a letter to the White House saying that he simply wanted the truth on behalf of all Americans all of humanity for that matter It's a telling statement. He simply wanted the truth. We'll get to that more later. And then she does a little uh, retrospective. America has always had a weakness for paranoid fantasies. According to some historians, the founding fathers were moved to write the Declaration of Independence by groundless fears of a British plot. And then she mentions uh, a two-volume encyclopedia uh, called Conspiracy Theories in American History um, she says in between uh, in, in, it runs from A to Z uh, abolitionism is, is the A and then the Z is ZOG Z-O-G an acronym used by survivalists uh, shorthand for the Zionist Occupied Government um, and and then also in there between A and Z are some three hundred entries, including black helicopters, contrails, Illuminati, moon landings, Pan Am one hundred and three, and of course not but last last but not least Roswell. I think I just mentioned in the Show last week that uh, some amazing percentage of americans believe that uh... the that contrails uh... That spew hazardous chemicals are government plot and then she refers to another uh... A book uh... called a lot of people are saying the new conspiracism and the assault on democracy the authors are uh, Muirhead and Rosenblum will we'll refer to again here, and these authors uh, distinguish between classic conspiracy theories and and others. The classic ones arise in response to real events, so the assassination of John F. Kennedy, the terrorist attacks of September 11th. This is very interesting. Such theories, they argue, constitute a form of explanation, however inaccurate they may be. What sets theories like QAnon apart is a lack of interest in explanation. Indeed, as with the non-existent child trafficking ring being run out of the non-existent basement, they say there is often nothing to explain the new conspiracism sometimes seems to arise out of thin air. Here's another here's another change the, about the constituency for these conspiracy theories. These uh, authors, Muirhead and Rosenblum, uh, say that historically it's been out-of-power groups that have been drawn to tales of secret plots Today, it's those in power who insist the game is rigged and no one more insistently than the so-called leader of the free world. And mentions this so-called leader of the free world getting his start in national politics as a birther, promoting the idea that President Obama wasn't born in the United States Uh, Some news organizations have tried to keep track of the conspiracy theories Trump has floated, just Trump alone, has floated since then. One list uh, has 19 entries. These include the claims that vaccines can cause autism and that Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia may have been murdered. With Trump in power, they worry, there's a danger that his dark fantasies may be realized. Democracies depend on buy-in. Citizens need to believe in certain basics, starting with the legitimacy of elections. Trump both runs the government and runs it down. The electoral system, he asserts, can't be trusted. Voter fraud is rampant. His Contempt for institutions ranging from the courts to the FCC to the FBI weakens those institutions, thereby justifying his contempt. mentions the uh, huge uh, role played by the web. Uh, She says, spreading conspiracy theories once had a price. Printing or even mimeographing a tract costs money. But now, as Muirhead and Rosenblum point out, anyone can post a madcap theory or a doctored photograph virtually for free. The internet revolution Uh, has displaced the gatekeepers, the producers, editors, and scholars who decided what was worthy of dissemination, the authors write. This has opened the way for conspiracy entrepreneurs who proffer a seemingly infinite array of wild accusations." And uh, she, the author, Colbert, uh, mentions uh, how they are getting, some scholars are starting to uh, uh, acquire some data where they can get a handle on the prevalence of this through, one, first of all, through polling. Uh, they commissioned a survey of more than 1,200 Americans and asked them to react to statements such as Much of our lives are being controlled by plots hatched in secret places. And then on the basis of that, they ranked them by uh, those who were high, highly disposed, predisposed to conspiratorial thinking, and then medium, and then low uh, belief in those things. And what they found was, uh, through the cross-tabulations, that... uh, those most likely to believe in conspiracy theories were the less educated, okay, the poor, uh, not Democrats or Republicans more than, not either of them more than the other, but uh, the the independents, those who identify with neither party, uh, there was a higher uh, belief in conspiracies. And then... uh, These two other authors, uh, Ushinsky and Parent, uh, say that the conspiracy-minded deserve their reputation as outsiders. They are less likely to vote and more apt to view bloodshed as a form of political protest. And then they look to long-term data, uh, going back historically. They turned to newspapers and went through... (laughs) Hundred years worth of letters to the uh, to the editor, uh, published in the New York Times and the Chicago Tribune. The groups denounced, uh, in uh, denounced the usual suspects: Catholics, communists, Jews, the United Nations, as well as more surprising targets: ice companies. Lutheran newspapers, the Senate Printing Office, and the Prime Minister of Malta. (laughs) The the schemes, too, ranged all over the diabolical map, from Herbert Hoover's secret business deals to bankrupt the United States. Okay, Secret business deals is something that's pretty believable these days, but to bankrupt the United States uh, to a CIA plot to spread lesbianism. (laughs) <laughs> and this is this is this is quite telling. They found no 21st century surge in paranoid thinking. On the contrary, averaging everything out, <coughs> they found that the amount of conspiracy talk <coughs> has remained constant since the 1960s. And has actually declined since the 1990s, and they conclude we do not live in an age of conspiracy theories and have no and have not for some time that we believe we do makes sense since that sentiment too is a constant and uh, the authors cite uh, these headlines that have come across in newspapers in various years in the past saying that we're for example we're on the dawn of a new age of conspiracy theories and the authors conclude that conspiracy scares are ubiquitous Such is their take on scares that it's hard to imagine them finding anything new in the, quote, new conspiracism. Still, when it comes to paranoia in high places, they share some of the concerns of Muirhead and Rosenblum. When there is an uptick in conspiracy theorizing by members of the, quote, elite, defined as government officials, entertainers, and journalists, They observe a corresponding uptick in paranoid theorizing more generally. This means you, Donald Trump, they write. Let's pause and look at this uh, from a psychological and a uh, point of view, a dharmic point of view. Why? Why? Why the need to believe, uh, especially the more outlandish conspiracy theories? Well, what what this article and another one by Scientific American uh, point to primarily is anxiety. Anxiety. Uh, Anxiety uh, that has increased in contemporary world of uh, what many people believe is a more disordered and more chaotic world. Uh, This uh, Scientific American article about conspiracy theories from uh, last month, March 2019, uh, reports that more than a quarter of the American population believes there are conspiracies, that's Uh, conspiracies behind many things in the world. Feelings of anxiety make people think more conspiratorially. I'm just skipping, just picking out some of the conclusions in this Scientific American article, uh, rather than reading too much of it. Uh, Also, a sense of disenfranchisement Feeling uh, a lack of efficacy, having a sense of of uh, not having a hand or a voice in government decisions—that also, uh, with anxiety, is a, a recipe for uh, conspiracy theories. Uh, a, a American Psychiatric Association study survey. Uh, suggested that 39% of Americans feel more anxious than they did a year ago. And anxious in particular about health, safety, finances, politics, and relationships. A 2017 report found that 63% of Americans are extremely worried about the future of the nation. I would be one of those and that 59 percent consider this the lowest point in U.S. history that they can remember. These feelings span the political spectrum. A a 2018 Pew Research Center survey uh, found that the majority of both Democrats and Republicans feel that their side in politics has been losing in recent years on issues they find important. Other, other uh, causes implicated in the, the rise of conspiracy theories, uh, or at least the, the uh, publication of that, uh, we just heard uh, researchers who said they don't see that it's any more than it used to be, but that with the Internet it's just more, it's more widely disseminated. Other, other causes are uh, feeling alienated or unwanted Uh, it's more common among those who felt that American values are eroding. And also among people who dislike the current political party in power. The article says that when feelings of personal alienation or anxiety are combined with a sense that society is in jeopardy, people experience a kind of conspiratorial double whammy. And then the authors of one study, a psychologist by the name of Jolie J-O-L-L-E-Y, said that while humans seek solace in conspiracy theories, they rarely find it. They're appealing, but not necessarily satisfying, he said. One good bit of good news is uh somewhat mild good news is that there is a there used to be a uh theory based on research uh of a what's called a they would call a backfire effect and this is the idea that refuting misinformation can just make individuals dig their heels in deeper and here's to continue with that backfire effect idea. Uh, they describe it, if you think there are powerful forces trying to conspire and cover things up, when you're given what you see as a cover story, it only shows how right you are. But then, uh, the, the, some late, late recent research shows that that's, that's not true, that, uh, that the evidence of factual backfire is far more tenuous than prior research suggests. And what... Uh, they also look at uh, what can help, what can neutralize crazy conspiracy theories. One is, they say, is analytical thinking. And then they uh, itemize three uh, hallmarks of false conspiracy theories. Um, First, the theories, that such false theories include contradictions. Second, is when a contention is based on shaky assumptions. They give an example. Trump, for instance, claimed that millions of illegal immigrants cast ballots in the 2016 presidential election and were the reason he lost the popular vote. A third sign is is the claim that a, a far-fetched theory, rather than an actual conspiracy, is that those who support it interpret evidence against their theory as evidence for it. So they give the example of this uh, sick individual, Cesar Sayoc, uh, who um, is a mail bomber, and on his van... Uh, there were it was plastered with Trump stickers, and then some people said this helped to prove that Democrats were really behind the bombs. And they say if anyone thinks that this is what a real conservative van looks like, you are being willfully ignorant. Cesar Sayoc is clearly just a fall guy for this obvious false flag, one person posted on Twitter. False flag is is the idea that. Uh, the news, through the news, there is this, uh, this, this false, t- uh,
1: per-
0: person responsible or force responsible to throw the, throw the public off. But back to, to questions of why, because this always is our job as people who, who want to, uh, Understand, understand rather than uh mock or judge uh, present uh, negative judgments is why is this happening that's that's what we have going for us is is questioning why these 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 wacky theories oh talked about anxiety. Uh, finding, trying to find comfort in a chaotic, seemingly chaotic world. Um, you know, just a random thought here. Uh, the same could be said about the, the doctrine of karma. Uh, one of the my last messages I got from uh, Ken Craft, who died last uh, October, was he he asked... He posed the question, and Ken is a, a Buddhist uh, scholar, teacher, and teacher of religion. He said, "Do you think it's? What do you think about the idea that that the doctrine of karma is just a talisman, um, a convenient um, representation? Let's say, just speaking loosely." And uh, I wrote back to him, and I said, "Yeah." Maybe it is it's an effort to 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 come up with an explanation to present some kind of um, or uh, explanation of order to fit over an otherwise incomprehensible and even sometimes frightening world sure there's how can we ever uh, uh, present? Uh, empirical evidence in support of a, do- a religious doctrine like karma. Karma, by the way, uh, for people who don't know, it's just simply a law of causation, action and reaction. Um, but it can be very useful. We don't have to f- believe in it as some absolute truth. It's a, it's it's a device that. Uh, Offers a causal basis to everything. Seems pretty sensible to me. But what does it matter? In, in Zen, it's not doctrines that we're resting our our practice on. It's it's the need to practice. And if you believe in karma and that gives you a sense of of uh, an overarching order to things, uh, then fine. If you don't, don't. As I reflect on, reflected on this this conspiracy theory business uh, this morning, while I was sitting, um, I thought also one possible explanation is that it's a, a fear of being duped, um, and maybe even uh, it, it, it offers one a, a a sense of having special intelligence, not just intel but intelligence uh, maybe I thought of this because of the higher incidence of conspiracy theorists among the less educated but it can be kind of a compensation for the sense of of uh, not having as much intelligence I don't know um, another thing that occurred to me is that it can be uh, <coughs> Arise out of this belief in conspiracy theories can arise out of a, a sense of meaninglessness or even just boredom. If you can, uh, create these imaginary, uh, plot, plots, uh, imagine these plots, then this gives one's life some drama, some mystery, when otherwise it might feel, uh, terribly banal and flat and meaningless. I also wonder whether this, uh, I think what's behind, I mean, a common denominator of conspiracy theories, uh, is, uh, a, a mistrust of authority and whether that, whether that may come from, uh, problematic parenting if you have a an axe to grind against your father or your mother then uh, we tend with our whatever we may have gone through with our parents uh, we tend to play out we tend to place as a template over the government as an authority and then uh, I think it's uh also um, running through conspiracy theories is the this uh, fear of missing out, FOMO, not wanting to be, you know, it sort of goes back to not wanting to be left out and being, wanting to feel on the inside of things. Conspiracy theories, of course, are fed by thoughts. What, how can you sustain a conspiracy theory without the thought of one? I mean, it is. It's a concept. It's an idea, a conspiracy theory. When you're, when you're um, in touch with something in the present as direct experience... Uh, to the degree that you're living out of direct experience, there won't be this overlay of conspiracy theory uh, ideas. In uh, Affirming Faith in Mind, there is this line, things are things because of mind, as mind is mind because of things. So things, we, we, we don't see things as they are, but we see things uh, filtered through our belief system, our conditioning more more broadly. Back to this article by uh, Elizabeth Colbert. She uh, describes a uh, 2015 a a journalist named Anna Merlin, M-E-R-L-A-N, who went on a cruise in 2015, a cruise to Mexico. Uh, Most of the passengers on the ship were just vacationers. But she writes, a significant minority had signed on for a cruise within a cruise dubbed by its organizers Conspiracy, S-E-A the conspiracy crowd was treated to lectures from various quote experts including Andrew Wakefield the British doctor whose bogus studies launched the anti-vax movement and then what's fascinating here is that she she writes this Merlin Writes that people who believe conspiracy theories, it turns out, often suspect others who believe such theories of being crazy or worse. We mentioned earlier that uh, that two of the researchers with one one, one study said that they don't see that conspiracy theories are any more common now, but then others take uh, a different point of view, and like, such as she, she herself. Uh, like Muirhead and Rosenblum, Merlin believes that something novel and dangerous is going on right now. In her account, Trump gets a lot of the credit and so too does the Internet, of course. And uh, She makes the point that uh, the Columbine shooting in Colorado in 1999, um, after the shooting, no one came forward to propose the Columbine had been staged. Today, this is just nuts, today it is pretty much guaranteed that a mass shooting will give rise to a community on the web that insists the victims are crisis actors. And then another researcher um, found that uh, that YouTube had found out that the best way to hold viewers' attention was to push them toward more and more sensational material. The motive wasn't political; it was commercial, and probably the scheme wasn't the work of a cabal or even a person, but of an algorithm. What we are witnessing is the computational exploitation of a natural human desire to look behind the curtain. And uh, I think this is a way to understand it from the point of view of our true nature, our essential nature. There's always these two aspects to ourselves. One is uh, acts out of ego delusion. You could say that in a way there is a a bit of egotism or self-interest behind just about everything we do. But you can flip that and see everything as the manifestation, the functioning of this Buddha mind. This mind of wisdom and compassion. Everything can be seen that way, including conspiracy theories. Uh, I think underneath underneath conspiracy theory, uh, attraction to conspiracy theories is the question, the fundamental question: what is true? What is real? And the uh, the belief in these cockamamie conspiracy theories, it's just a kind of perversion of that. It just goes off track and the wrong way. But really, underneath is that, what is it? What is it? Long ago, I, when I first came to the Zen Center, I was... <laughs> unnecessarily thinking, what is it that all Zen Center members have in common? And uh, I had a discussion with my sisters about this, and I think the the winning proposal was from my sister Martha, who said, I think that everyone who practices Zen has seen through something. I, I still think that's an insight, insightful way to understand that that we, all of us who practice Zen, have come to see there has to be more to this life, to reality, than what we can apprehend through our ordinary mind. There's something beyond it, underneath it, behind it. And then... This phenomenon of conspiracy theories uh, is just so close yet so far away it becomes another form of otherism. The others out there are menacing us, plotting against us. I think otherism, whether it's ethnic others other s f other Ethnicities, other religions, other races um, is the sickness of our time and this is just another form of it. I think then if whatever ten- whatever inclination we may have to buy into these conspiracy theories as people practicing the Dharma our responsibility is to just stop, just pump the brakes and ask, raise the question, why do I need to believe in this? What is it that's causing me to want to believe in this? And then not to mention just using our discriminating intelligence to look at what supports it, uh, if there's anything that supports it, and how much of it is just nutty stuff from these dark corners of the Internet. Our time is up. We'll stop now and recite the four of us.
1: All beings without number. Endless vine passions I vow to brute. Dharma gates beyond measure, I vow to penetrate. The great way of Buddha, I vow to attain. All beings without number, I vow to liberate. Endless blind passions, I vow to brute Dharma gates beyond measure, I vow to penetrate. The great way of Buddha, I vow to attain. All beings without number, I vow to. Endless blind matches, I vow to brute. Again, beyond measure, I vow to penetrate the great way of Buddha. I vow to attain.